Here on the ground, change happens fast. Problems feel frequent and urgent. It's loud and anxiety runs high. From a satellite view, the Earth looks the same as it did thousands of years ago. We've been here before. Let's learn from our past and shoot for a better future. Todd Mickelson here with A Satellite View, talking to you one last time before Election Day. I had some final thoughts. First, one of the main ones is here in Minnesota, the Republicans have been running their campaigns as though they think that Minnesotans are stupid and shallow, dumb. They're just fear-mongering. The mailers, first of all, they're sending mailers to me. I ran for office as a Democrat. They don't have the resources that they normally do. They don't have the money. They don't have the support from state leadership and things like that. So they don't know what they're doing. They're sending me. They think they're going to convince me to vote against a campaign that I'm working on by just basically putting out her party bosses stand on the side of crime. How dumb do you think we are? And then they put a picture of a guy in a hoodie but with the darkened face. Is it a black guy? Is it... The Grim Reaper, I've said that before, but it's just uh, driving me crazy. Also, Jim Schultz, who's running to be the Secretary of State, he could face up to a record $3.3 million in fines for allegedly violating campaign finance laws. Now, it was done kind of too late, and it takes time to make this stuff go through, so it's not going to go through until after Election Day. But he's likely going to end up paying $3.3 million in fines, but it's going to be, you know, after Election Day. So it's not going to matter anymore. The state of Minnesota Campaign Finance Board declared uh, last week that they found first impression evidence against Schultz for allegedly illegally coordinating with an independent expenditure group called Minnesota for Freedom. The law in question states that independent expenditure groups can advocate for candidates as long as they do not coordinate with a candidate or their campaign. Both Schultz campaign and Minnesota for Freedom used the same agent, Steve Sykes, to buy $800,000 in television advertisements directed at Schultz's opponent, incumbent Keith Ellison. By the way, they were racist ads. Keith Ellison, of course, is black. Since this ad buy would count as a direct contribution to the Schultz campaign and Minnesota for Freedom exceeded the limit of $2,500 for campaign contributions, the Schultz campaign's maximum penalty is up to four times the amount by which the contribution exceeded, in this case, the contribution exceeded $844,000, so the maximum would be $3.3 million making it one of the largest fines in Minnesota history. The last uh, largest fine in Minnesota history, it was, of course, another Republican. The last Republican to ever win statewide office in 2006. He was the gubernatorial, and he paid a fine. He was found guilty of campaign finance law breaking. They don't care. They don't care about cheating and breaking the law. They say that they're the law and order party, but they that's... It's, it's opposite day. Every day is opposite day with them. Whatever they say, it's opposite of what's true. Also, they've just been yelling, crime! 
and making up stories about crime in Minneapolis, even though they're mostly talking to outstate Minnesota people who never come to Minneapolis. That's part of why they're able to get away with it, because if you actually go into Minneapolis, you don't see this crime going on. They're saying that everybody's getting carjacked. Everyone's getting carjacked as they're trying to vote for me. People were actually joking about that on Twitter yesterday. People were saying, I got carjacked three times on my way trying to vote, making fun of the Republicans because the Republicans are treating us all like we're idiots. Of course, they know their base is made up of nothing but idiots. Of course, that's who they're catering to. But they're not going to get enough votes from those people. They've been treating all Minnesotans like we're idiots. They keep contradicting themselves. We show video of them saying something, and then they will say, I never said that. It's insane. They've become absolutely insane. They've been treating us like idiots this whole election cycle, and they're going to get their asses handed to them. There has been one race in Nevada already called for the Democrat by Ralston. And I'm going off of information again from Simon Rosenberg, who really knows this stuff. He worked on the Clinton campaigns in the 90s, and he really knows how this stuff works. He's calling it the firewall. Ralston calls Nevada for Cortez Masto because he's saying that the early voting numbers are the firewall. So they're already calling the election in favor of the Democrat. And Simon Rosenberg is pointing out, here are the states where D's are doing even better than Nevada relative to 2020. Arizona, Georgia, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, North Carolina, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. He goes on to say this is a big problem for the R's. He's basically saying what I meant to say by what I just said here is that the media should be going through the same process as Ralston did to understand what's happening with the early vote. Republicans beginning to think that they are having a midterm turnout problem, like in the summer and fall, for all the primaries and and special elections. The gaslighting is going pretty well for the Republicans. The get our voters to vote for us part isn't. We finally get a long overdue story at what may end up being one of the most important stories of the election, how ongoing attacks on integrity of election systems may be causing Republicans to stay home. There's a Washington Post article about that. They've been saying that elections can't be trusted so much that they're making their own voters stay home. (laughs) And I'm going to read, see if you can guess who this is. It's now just a few hours until the polls open. Whose heart didn't just skip a beat reading that sentence? This is it, my friends. Everything and anything that we do in these next 30 plus hours will decide the fate and future of this unfinished democracy. Tens of millions of our fellow Americans would prefer we not finish it. I understand. For them, the country has become too black and too brown, too many women taking over. Too many languages from the huddled masses they don't understand. Too many educated people. Too much compassion for the have-nots, the disabled, and the families who can't afford a Christmas tree. Plus, TV shows got smarter, sports got dumber, and spaghetti in a can just doesn't seem to taste right anymore. 
If you think you are scared of us losing on Tuesday, imagine what it feels like for our not-so-loyal opposition who are now forced to live in a country where the majority no longer go to church, the majority of adults are no longer married, the majority no longer have a gun in the house, the vast majority support non-discrimination laws for the LGBTQ plus community, and the vast, vast majority are not haters, bigots, climate deniers, election deniers, or drive a General Motors car. Think of how scared they are of Tuesday. So come with me on a brief but joyful jaunt down the yellow brick road to the day after the blue tsunami to see what our future could look like after we defeat the insurrectionist-loving Republicans. Spoiler alert, it looks a lot like the America we've always wished we had and now will. Guess who that is? That is big, whiny, crybaby Michael Moore. He always complains that the Democrats are doing a horrible job in election season. He was telling us that Trump is going to win the election in 2016. He ended up being correct about that. He always has nothing but criticism for the Democrats. What I just read was written by him today. So, don't be discouraged. Again, don't be discouraged. Victor Xi, the young guy who works with our future voters group, he's posting video of really, really long lines of kids in colleges waiting in line to vote. Really long lines. They're all Gen Z. They're really pissed about the climate change. They're really pissed about Roe v. Wade. They're pissed about gun violence. Angry Staffer points out that the GOP doesn't want the military's vote to be counted. A lawsuit seeks to block the counting of military ballots in Wisconsin. It's voting day. Go and vote if you haven't already yet. Just vote. If we vote, we win, and Michael Moore becomes correct, and we're living in an America after the blue tsunami. We can really make America a good place again. But we gotta vote. And if you're in Minnesota, I know that your intellect has been completely insulted by the Republican candidates. Show them how pissed you are by voting against them. All right. I just wanted to do a little short uh, chat with you all on Election Day. It's, it's Election Day. Wow. Wow. It's going to be big. I'm going to be on at 9 p.m. Central Time this evening on AM 950. So go to a radio if you still have one and tune into AM 950. I'll be on uh, with Brett Johnson at 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. is probably going to we're going to be starting to hear a, a lot of the local results, including from my best friends Lauren Bresnahan, Kelly Morrison, Caitlin Cahill right out here in this district, really uh, nail biters because they've always been red districts and we're turning them blue. I'm very excited. I have a lot of confidence that all three of them are going to win and I can't wait to announce it on the radio tomorrow night. So tune into AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. All right. Peace. We out. Vote. been listening to A Satellite View with Todd Mickelson. 
go to toddmickelson.com for links and more information.